Hello, welcome back to the South Coast End Zone Podcast Week 5 edition. Thanks for joining us on the podcast and on Facebook Live. Thanks for being with me, Lori. Of course, no other place I'd rather be on a Wednesday night. All right, we're here to talk a little high school football. Uh, Yes, at uh, 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night. Uh, I don't need any sleep. We have exciting lives, as you you can tell. You don't need any sleep, right? Who needs sleep? (laughs) Overrated. Um, Yeah, so we're going to be talking a little about uh, some week four action that we saw and uh, looking ahead at some week five. We have nine games on Friday. That's uh, the maximum that we can have in our coverage area. And six of them are at home. Yeah, so lots of football action. If you want to go check it out on Friday night, uh, no Saturday games this week. So it's all, it's Friday night or nothing. Yep, unless unless Mother Nature has other plans. Yes, yeah, who knows? We have, we have, I, have to kind have of put that the out weather, there. Is, is it supposed to be? I, I haven't looked, honestly. All right. I'm, well. da- I'm day to day. I don't look too far <laughs> ahead for the weather. Yes, we're only worried about Thursday right now, but except for high school football on Friday. So there is definitely a game of the week, a no-doubter. Yeah, one that just kind of rises, you know, cream of the crop. Um, Somerset Berkeley at Old Rochester, Friday night, 7 p.m. This is for the South Coast Conference large, you know, Division A, whatever you want to call it, championship. Um, I know Somerset Berkeley still has a game the following week against Aponiquit, but even if they end up losing to Aponiquit, if they beat Old Rochester, they would have the head-to-head. Yeah, um, they'd so they, be tied with records, and they'd have yep. the head-to-head win. So, so this is for that, you know, that that crossover championship game. This is for the the large title. This is for the playoff berth. You know, the automatic, automatic playoff yep. playoff berth. So, I mean, it's it's a huge game. Um, Somerset Berkeley is actually three and zero. They had a bye this past week. So they're uh, rested. They are rested. They are rested. Uh, Old Rochester, though, four and zero. They haven't really skipped a beat all season. Um, this past week, they uh, beat Dighton Rehoboth thirty to fourteen. And just that rushing attack that we keep talking about. You know, uh, Will Garcia, he had a touchdown this past week, and uh, Harry Smith had two touchdowns. Cole McIntyre actually had a rushing touchdown. You know, just being able to chug along and just they all the defense also had a safety in that game. Um, but uh, but. Smith and Garcia combined for the season have 17 touchdowns Ooh. and over 1,300 yards in four games. Four games. That's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. that's. And you maybe expected it out of Harry Smith before the season, but Will Garcia has definitely been a surprise. Yeah, def- uh, unbelievable. And uh, I talked to Justin Kogler tonight, and he said the kids are you know up for the game. They're really excited. They're motivated. Um, but it's more of like the history factor. Like they really want to win the SEC – but it's because they the school's never done it for football in back-to-back years. Oh. So this would be, if they're able to, to win this game, they're going to be making history, you know, which is pretty exciting to be a part of. Um, you no know, one can ever take that away from you. No, definitely First not. First team ever possibly to win back-to-back SEC uh, division titles. Yep, but they're going to have their hands full. Uh, this week, uh, Chase um, Stafford is the quarterback at Somerset Berkeley. And this kid, it's his first year playing quarterback. Um, he didn't play on the team as a sophomore. Last year, as a junior, he played some defense and a little bit of running back. Their, you know, senior or their quarterback graduated. He was a senior. They needed somebody to fill in. Chase seemed like he had the tools, and he's a dual threat. He can run the ball. He can throw the ball. Um, and he, you know, he's put up some big, big uh, numbers this year. And he's also had some big plays. Like they're all, they're kind of a similar. I mean, they do like to throw a little bit more than uh, OR because OR doesn't really throw at all not much at all um but they both both teams have a lot of big plays you know they have a lot of touchdowns that are for more than 20 yards um but uh in the defense for somerset berkeley they've only given up in three games six total points who total in total, three games total Ooh. yeah one touchdown i think it was to dr um a couple weeks ago yeah so this this if you want to see a really i, I mean i 
not to say really great, but like if you want to see a game that has the potential to have some big plays, you know, just some defense, you know, I mean, just, where are you going to be on Friday night? I'll be at Old Rochester, that's for sure. If rain shines, no, whatever. And I'll it's be been there. a little while since the Bulldogs have been tested. Yes. Their first game was a real tough one, a one-point win over Wareham. But then since then, they've kind of cruised for the next three wins. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, they beat, beat Vo- Aponiquit yep. easy. They beat Voke easy. And then uh, DR was actually the closest of their three games since then. Yeah. And it was still 30-14. to 14. Yeah, and in that game, I mean, they were they were in control for the most part. And it's always tough to play at DR. Um, but this is it. This is for, for the conference title. This is for the playoff berth. You know, everything's on the line. So It'll be interesting to see if uh, Somerset Berkeley finally is a team that forces. We've been talking about it every week on this. Someone's going to force them to pass, and will they be able to pass the ball? They are, uh, I believe, according to Buddy Thomas's uh, notebook this week, the only team that we cover that does yet to throw a touchdown pass. That is correct. That is correct. So, so something might have to give there. All right, and that's Friday night, Somerset Berkeley at Old Rochester, 7 p.m. Another big game. Um, conference. Conference. Uh, Bridgewater Raynham is coming to town uh, to Dartmouth, 7 o'clock Friday night. Um, this is the uh, Old Colony League opener for uh, for Dartmouth, um, which uh, got a win last week, you know, over Durfee. Now the 2-2 two and two kind of. scored multiple touchdowns. Yeah. Um, Nate Ellis, he's the, he's the man on offense. Um, he scored all three of Dartmouth's touchdowns um, this past week against Durfee. On runs of uh, 39 yards, 6 yards, and 24 yards. Um, you know, as the Indians captured their second win of the season, the defense was strong once again. Like, they've been, even in the losses, you know, they've, they've been strong, you know, because yeah. they've faced tough teams. And a little trouble against Central Catholic in Week 1, but Central Catholic was just a powerhouse of yeah, a team. Yeah. So, no, no shame in giving up some points to them. No, and, um, and even LaSalle, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, from, from uh, Rhode Island, I think they were ranked second in the entire state behind Bishop Hendrickson. So, so they're, they're no slouches. Um, but they held uh, Durfee this past week to just a touchdown in that game um, and just really made, you know, a lot of big plays. And I think the offense finally started to click a little bit in that game um so we'll see how they do i know you saw bridgewater random a few weeks Ooh, ago that, it's gonna be tough again it's gonna be tough uh, bridgewater random uh i saw them in the rain in terrible conditions and they still couldn't be stopped uh i mean they got a couple tough different running backs uh yeah. this and they block so well and uh you know you know they're gonna run they have about five plays in the playbook you know they're gonna run you still can't stop them yep and they uh they lost week two to zavarian um but since then the past two weeks uh, they won back-to-back games, and they haven't given up a touchdown. They've had two shutouts in back-to-back weeks, and the one was the New one Bedford was against game. New Bedford, and, uh, one New Bedford was, barely even moved the ball against them. Again, conditions yeah. certainly factored into that game, but uh, they didn't have any success running, passing. Uh, BR just kind of totally shut them down. Yeah, so it'll, it'll be a uh, tall order. I know Dartmouth beat Bridgewater Random last year for the first time, and I want to say it was like eight years. Yeah, 2008, I think it was. Uh, yeah, 2008 or, or something, to win their uh, the first OCL championship, um, you know, in all that time. And, you know, there's a lot of momentum, but a lot of kids graduated from that team. So this this will be a challenge, but it it should be, you know, I mean, it's, it's that rivalry game. So, yep. you know, I know Dartmouth always tries to play up, um, especially where, you know, it's just an OCL is only three teams. So it's like this is – when Barnstable's having a down year, this is kind of the uh, the championship right yeah, here. This is, yeah, almost another conference championship game there. So uh, so that is Friday night at Dartmouth Stadium. Uh, Bridgewater Rainham's coming to town. Another game at home. Like I said, there's a lot of home games A lot games of home going. games. Born, <laughs> All the options. Bourne is visiting Fairhaven at 7 p.m. on Friday. And uh, Fairhaven opened the season with a win, and they've lost three straight since then. Just had some, you know, 
run into some good teams, had some struggles on offense, had some struggles they put on up defense. some points, though. Yeah. yeah they, I mean, they, they're not, you know, we have a few teams that have really struggled to put up points. Yeah, but, but Raven they, isn't quite in that category, but they've uh, haven't it, put up enough may, points. Maybe it's the defense that struggle more. They haven't yeah. been able to match, the, you know, the opposition. I mean, this past week. Uh, Especially in second halves. Yeah, yeah. They seem to run out of steam, but that's a lot to do with young, you know, like, not having a lot of kids um, this past week, though, penalties really hurt them um, against Case. And I guess they had two botched uh, punts, punt attempts in the first half. Um, and Case was able to capitalize on those uh, as they scored on five of their first six possessions in that game. Those special and, teams plays, uh, they can actually make, you know, a lot of times we look offense, defense, but special teams can make or break a well, team. As I was talking uh, to Rudy and, uh, and uh, you know, I think it was last week or the week before and Bob Lump, they say a lot of times, you know, when you have those kids that are playing offense, defense, your star kids, you try and give them a breather. Where do you do it? And you say, all right, well, I'll do it on, you know, the punts. I'll do it on the, the kickoffs. I'll do it on, you know, special teams. And then sometimes it comes back to bite you. You put a freshman out there. You put somebody out there and things happen. Um, but, yeah, Fairhaven's offense, uh, they ended up scoring 14 points last week, but it all came in the first half of that game. Um, and this week they face a, a born team that, that's improved from last year. They, they have two wins. Uh, last year they only had one win. Um, and this past week they beat Martha's Vineyard 35 to 28. So they've been able to put some, uh, points on the board and that ended a two game, uh, losing streak for them. Um, so their losses this year have come to case and Wareham. So this is one of those South coast conference B or you know, small, uh, division games. So, so it'll be a a big game for both teams. Um, you know, to, to see, I mean, it's kind of, you know, how good, you know, is born, you know, they, their wins came over Martha's Vineyard, which is having a down year and their other one came over upper Cape. So it's kind of like, you know, how will they match up with Fairhaven? You know? Um, so this, this will be an interesting game, kind of a, a toss up. I think that's that. Those are always the fun ones. The ones where you go in, you know, a lot of these high school games, you kind of go in like, Oh, this team will beat that team. Yeah. But, uh, this is not one of those games. This no, is one definitely where, uh, not. yeah, they got to play it for a reason. All right. And, uh, Friday night we have, uh, Coyle Cassidy coming to Bishop Stang at 7 PM. Um, and this is, you know, uh, Pretty sure it's the EAC opener for Bishop Stang. It is, yeah. They yeah. haven't gotten into league play yet, no. so, uh, so we've got a lot of league games this, this week. Yeah, we're finally getting into that chunk of the schedule where, you know, not to say the games haven't counted before, that they have, but this is, you know, for, for uh, you know, for league standings. And, uh, boy, Stang put 46 points on the board last week. Wow. They, Maybe a little asterisk <laughs> next to it. Yeah, uh, it was against Atlantis Charter, which is a first-year program, um, you know, the week before, I think they even forfeited a game because they didn't have enough kids, um, to, to play, you know, so, you know, but they did go out there, they scored on every single possession. Um, and they ended up having, uh, uh, Justin Amaji. Is that what we decided? To, uh, Ajami. Ajami. Yeah. Let us know if we're getting it wrong. Man. Yeah. Let us know. Um, he had a hundred no, cause his brother Jay was on the team too. I so know. it's been a little while here, but yeah, we write, we write the stuff. We don't usually talk exactly. about it. Yeah. yeah. There's a reason. And, uh, he carried the ball 12 times for 145 yards and two touchdowns while Matt, uh, Pollux, uh, had two rushing touchdowns. Also Tim Manley, you know, this kid is super athletic. He had an interception return for a touchdown in that game. So just kind of offense defense, just the complete game, uh, for Bishop staying. And maybe this will be some momentum they can take into, you know, the EAC opener against a Coyle Cassidy team that has improved. Um, I think I'd seen them last year, the year before, and they had just really struggled and young program, but um, 
This year, they actually uh, they had two, a two-game winning streak going on uh, before last week when they lost to Georgetown 19-6. to um, In that game, they had no answer for Tommy Long. Um, that kid from Georgetown, he had three touchdowns and threw for 121 yards. Um, but the Warriors' lone touchdown came on a Calvin Karaki 15-yard pass uh, uh, catch from Ben Vaz. Um, so Coyle Cassidy is averaging 15 points a game. So... You know, they're not putting a ton of points on the board, but if you kind of look, you know, you take away the Atlantis game, I mean, Stang wasn't Stang's doing much either, better yeah. from that. You so wonder should, if uh, they were able to get a lot of their, their bench guys, their second-string guys into that Atlantis charter, and they had some success with them. So hopefully that helps them build some depth. These kids have now gotten on the field, had a little bit of success at the varsity level, and see if that uh, kind of carries over. Yeah, but I think this this will be a great game. I mean, I think Stang will probably win this game, but but I think it'll, it'll, it'll be a fun game to watch to just see how – you know, how they match up. See and the Spartans can get a little uh, winning streak going here. Yep, and that is uh, Friday night, Quail Cassidy at Bishop Stang, 7 p.m. All right, well, we have a couple road games. We do, yeah. New Bedford had finally gotten a home game. Now they got to go back on the road. <laughs> this will be their fourth who, who road game this, in the first the five schedule? weeks. Who planned the know. schedule? Tarpy, what are you doing there? Uh, what a, yeah. uh, uh, we'll, we'll speak up for Mark. I'm sure he's wondering, what, what's Tom Tarpy doing? But uh, uh, I mean, I guess you can finish hey, the, the Exactly. You finished strong. strong with a lot, of, uh, a lot of home games in a row there at the end. So. But, uh, boy, Nigel Palmer, two thousand seventeen debut. I mean, good lord. Yeah. So his his very first play of the game, he goes for a nine yard run. Wow. Broke a bat- tackle in the backfield. They gets called back for holding. They uh, they throw a pass. His next run is a touchdown. Yep. And then his next play is a touchdown catch. So his first two official touches were touchdowns, and he was just totally a difference maker. Five. Uh, Five. five. One, he ended up two, with five. three, four, five. <laughs> a handful of touchdowns he finished <laughs> wow. with. Um, yeah, it's a three rushing and uh, two, two receiving. Yeah, True and, Williams uh, had a huge game, too. He did, yeah. Three touchdown passes for him. Uh, had a good completion percentage. 10 uh, of 17, 266 yards, three scores. And a lot of lot of big plays for the Whalers. They never really kind of put together a long drive. None of those, you know, eight-minute, 12-play, 75-yard drives. But they hit with the quick strikes, uh, the big plays. Baron Hilton had a big touchdown catch. But Nigel Palmer, just, he's so quick. He's so evasive in the backfield. A couple of times. Uh, you know, he looked like he was bottled up in the backfield, had nowhere to go, and all of a sudden he's escaping a couple tackles. And then once he gets into the open field, just nobody's catching him. So he is he's definitely a difference maker. And you could just see kind of the difference in the running game with him back there. Uh, some of the plays that would have been broken plays before are suddenly decent gains now. Yeah. Um, so ha- that- having him on the field is huge for New Absolutely. Bedford. It's huge. Yeah. And then it kind of puts everyone else back where they are supposed to be too. Yep. So everyone's kind of playing in their in their natural position and then uh, the defense was pretty solid too. Uh they you know, they were trying to Barnesville was trying to throw all over them and uh they were just kind of allowing the 5-6 yard passes and uh the defensive backs didn't allow uh there was one 42 yard pass but other than that there was really no big plays. Um so we'll see uh I'm guessing they're going to be going up against a little bit more of a rushing attack this week. It looks like that, that's or? what that's what it seems like. Uh, Cohasset, uh, you know, they're they're uh, last week their their big uh, scores came on a 40 yard, uh, 45 yard touchdown run. Um, they also had a pass from uh, uh, it was Matt Lund to Cliff Ward for 58 yards. So they had some pr- pretty pretty big plays in a uh, a loss to Mashpee. Um, but they're one and three Cohasset for the year. Um, their lone win came in week three um, over Hull. 36 to zero. Um, but that was the only game in which they had scored more than two touchdowns this year. Um, and they're averaging just 14.5 points per game. So th- 
you know, that was that kind of padded their stats for the, you know, their scoring for the rest of the season. So this is a team that struggled to to put points on the board. And I mean, it, you know, if the Whalers can can have Nigel Palmer on the field, can if they can stay healthy with some of their other guys, I mean, the, we could have this a two-game like win winnable streak. game here. Definitely, even though it's over five hundred a little while. It's even been though it's at co- Cohasset, and I I do have to say I did pick New Bedford to win last week, but he did not. And you now did? so what are you three games three up? Three games on up on him. I, I don't know if I should just quit. And just be like, all right, I'm I'm going out on top, you know, like we're not gonna For a little history lesson here. How many years have you guys been doing the picks? Is it eight years or eight something? Or eight or nine. I think this might be the ninth year. But he's undefeated. Yes. Season, undefeated. season long. Season long. So, so uh yeah, a little little upset see if I can, alert here, guys. I feel like I feel like this week is a tough week though. There's a lot of games that could go one way or the other, so we'll see. It makes it fun though. Yeah, definitely. So uh New Bedford is uh hitting the road again to uh go to Cahasset Friday night at seven PM. All right, then we got right. another road game. Another road game. Wareham is going to Nosset. I wonder, Cohasset, Nosset, are they anywhere near each other? I know it's a silly question. Yeah, we're, we're, again, we're reporters, not geography <laughs> experts here. So I don't know. I'll, I'll go back and ask my seventh grade uh, social yeah, studies teacher. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to look on Pull out Go- the big wall Go- map. And Google Maps and see. Uh, Wareham's hitting the roads, uh, 7 p.m. Friday night at Nosset. Uh, after open the season with the loss to OR, three straight wins, Wareham. This is a non-league game, so... You know, it's it's one of those games that I think, uh, you know, they might have scheduled to say, all right, let's play some good competition. Somebody, that, you know, that's, you know, that we feel like we can uh, we can match up well against. Um, but I mean, is there anybody that can stop Isaac? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a simple answer. I'll just go with uh, no period. He had 24 carries, 257 yards and four touchdowns last week. Yeah, Seth Andre went out in the second quarter, and uh, I was yeah, an Asimento show after that. And Seth, I didn't even realize this. He had two touchdowns before he, he left the game. We were talking about Will Garcia earlier. Those are the two players who have really yep. emerged this season as uh, as new stars that we didn't know about coming into the year. And I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't talked to Bob Lomp to see uh, you know if Seth is going to be out you know this week or or past that or or if he's even back but elijah mcallister this past week you know with seth out not only did isaac step up but elijah he filled in he had uh, 77 rushing yards and a touchdown and he hasn't really gotten a lot of you know play especially when it kind of matters you know in this game i know you look at the score it was 50 to 24 and they were up big i want to say they were up 28 zero at the half but Seekonk ended up coming back in that game and making it, I think it was 28-18 to 18 at one point. So it was, it was a game. Yeah, they scored three touchdowns in a row at one point there in the yeah, so this, third that was, quarter. Yeah, you know. so, so, you know, Wareham, a team that doesn't have a lot of depth, had to really kind of play those full, almost full four quarters, especially with, with one of your, you know, your second running back down or your second guy down on offense. And I haven't uh, seen Elijah play, but I remember watching his brother, Mike McCallister, who played Old Rochester, yep. and uh, he was an explosive athlete. He was quick, had a lot of speed. So yep. I'm guessing Elijah's game is fairly similar. Yeah, I didn't see him too much week one um, against Old Rochester. He didn't get too many too many carries because, you know, Isaac and... <laughs> yeah, Isaac and Seth had enough. <laughs> yes, right? they had yeah. enough. So, uh, but Nosset um, has lost two straight games after uh, opening the season 2-0 and with wins. Uh, their wins have come over Coyle and Martha's Vineyard. Um, their losses have come, come against Dennis Yarmouth and Marshfield, two of like kind the... Kind of a tale of two seasons for them Yeah, so far. you know what I mean? Um, and uh, over that span of the, the two, uh, two losses, they've scored just a total of two touchdowns after putting up 63 combined points in those first two weeks. So I think they've just really started facing tougher competition, and it's shown a little bit. So, I mean, this is a game that... will be some more tough competition. Yeah, so they'll have to find an answer for Isaac, which nobody else has been able to find yet this year, so... 
I'd be surprised if anyone does. Yeah, yeah. So that is uh, Friday night. Uh, Wareham is visiting Nosset, looking for their uh, fourth win of the season. Back to home games. Yes. All right. We said there was a lot of them. Uh, Dighton Rehoboth is visiting Aponiquit Friday night uh, at 7 p.m. Congratulations to Aponiquit this past week, uh, getting yes. their first win of the season. Uh, it wasn't One easy. One in the win column. It was not easy. I was at that game. Uh, second play of the game, um, Brent Dixon goes down with a knee injury. Um, I think it's his ACL um, and the knee that yeah, he had sounds, injured. Sounds like it's serious. Last year. Um, yeah, after the game, uh, Zane Fife said to me, yeah, he's done. He's done. You know, so. Um, Shame to see. So, but he's only a junior, right? Yes, so yes. he's got it's not like his senior year is over, you know, over. So hopefully yeah. we'll see him back on the field next year. So uh so you know, the Lakers ended up falling down seven zero at the half. They made some adjustments at halftime. The biggest one um was moving Kobe DeRoja's um their quarterback to that halfback spot that uh that Brent usually um, you know, it lines up at and replacing uh Kobe with a freshman. Chase Gorman. This kid wasn't even on the roster. It's a I had. move. Yeah. It, it's a bold uh, move. You know, and um, and the kid came out. He completed five of six passes, 66 yards, threw a touchdown pass, and led them on all three of their scoring drives as they came back to beat Vogue Tech for their first one of the year. There's a guy to watch. I mean, uh, they keep him there. Yeah. Imagine uh, four-year starting quarterback. I don't think I've covered one of those in my uh, I have, but many, many years ago. Um, and Three-year starters, but yeah, four is... Yeah, it's 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 impressive. Um, I Zane after the game did you know we talked about um you know about Chase, Chase and just his composure and you know he doesn't look like a freshman out there and you know but he says he still is a freshman you know like he is composed he's you know he's he's you know learning the offenses but he's still a freshman you know so I, I mean it, it's one with a week to game plan you know they may have other options yeah you know, so. But, uh, mix things up with the but lady, I think uh, with Kobe Co- moving Kobe out, he's so athletic that it really helps them. Like he said, you know, Zane said this was the best move for us to make sure that we could have play, you know, make some plays. And, and it really just, you know, gave them life. And, you know, Shane Cooney ended up carrying the load um, on the ground, you know, carrying the ball uh, tw- uh, 16 times, 71 yards. Uh, so it was, he fought hard for those yards and uh, scored two touchdowns in that game. So uh, we'll see if they can ride the momentum uh, against DR, which is always a tough game. It's, you know, that SEC, you know, rival rivalry matchup. And uh, Zane used to coach at, um, at DR. DR. Season, right? yeah. yeah. So uh, so I'm sure there's some of that rivalry there, too. But DR has struggled this year. Um, they a lost a down year for him. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, you know, they lost this past week to old, uh, old Rochester. What was it? 30 to, to 14. Yep. And, um, you know, they just had no answer for, uh, for Harry Smith and Will Garcia. Same, same answer as, uh, everybody else. Who's yeah. going to stop Harry and Will? You know, Nobody. so, uh, we'll see if Aponiquit can make it two in a row. Um, you know, it won't be easy, but, uh, you know, they definitely have some momentum, you know, after that second half against folk last week. Uh, so that game is Dighton Rehoboth at Aponiquit, 7 PM Friday night. Another home one, another home game. Boston Latin um, is visiting a Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech Friday night at 7 p.m. Um, Vogue Tech last week, I was at that game. The Bears are improved. I mean, they're still winless. They're still 0-4 on the year. Um, but there was definitely a lot of bright spots in that game. They really were taking advantage of some mistakes that Aponiquit made early on. Um, and the play of sophomore uh, Dana Haywood. I mean, this kid, if he... 
if he can, you know, continue to to be with the team and, and to, to progress. I mean, this kid by his senior year is going to be an all-star for mm-hmm. us. You know, he ended up having an interception, um, you know, actually in, you know, um, in the end zone. So, you know, he stopped a scoring drive for a Poniquit. And then on like two or three plays later, he caught a 78-yard touchdown catch. And it was just, just turn it was around beautiful. And does it the other way. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a minute later, he's catching a you know touchdown pass, and he's just really athletic. Um, kind of heads up, I guess he hasn't. He's been playing mostly JV because he's kind of been hit or miss um, at practice, and you know from different different reasons. But um, but he definitely is one of the bright spots that they have, especially the young group. I know um, Chuck Allaire kept saying, you know, we have a lot of young kids, a lot of young athletes. Um, and we just want to get them playing time and just build on this for the future. And, and he's definitely one of them. Um, but unfortunately for Voke, you know, the second half, they were up 7-0 at the half. And then Poniquet ended up coming out and scoring 21 unanswered points in that second half. And just really, you know, the offense for Voke just really couldn't sustain any drives. You know, they, they struggled to, to pick up some first downs and um, – and that kind of really hurt them down the, the stretch. Triple option still a work in progress yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, you know, and, and get you the t- blocking down. You can tell they've been working on it, but uh, yeah, when they still, not- just every day in practice, I'm sure they're going over that blocking. Well, it's like when they do get the blocking down, you know, they're able to make some big plays, but when they're not, you can see it. You know, um, so and they they threw they had to throw the ball. You know, once you get down a little bit, then you had to, you know. Um, start getting in the passing and that's not what they do so you know although it's actually where they found some more successes here in the running game yeah um so but uh boston latin it's i don't know too much about them i'll admit it um they play in the dual county league the small division um they're they should be i guess a comparable opponent they're also zero and four the season um (laughs) once again with the voctech game somebody's got to get a win you know back-to-back weeks um they lost to brookline uh let Latin Academy, Weston, and Way- Waywood this past week. Um, and Boston Latin has been outscored or combined 144 to 22 this season. So they they haven't Which scored a lot. about how many score points Folk Tech had. I don't know what their total score. Yeah, I didn't have chance well, to win loss you know, every game, but I think, uh, what are they, three touchdowns this year. So yeah, it's 18 so it's, plus a couple extra points. Yeah, so so it's pretty, pretty evenly matched. I mean, I don't know how their league is as opposed to the South Coast Conference, but um, – you know, it's just another opportunity for Vogue Tech to continue to get better and hopefully get that first win and kind of maybe build some confidence um, for some of these younger players. Absolutely. So that is Friday night. Boston Latin is visiting Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech at 7 p.m. All right, our last game. This one's uh, kind of been shifting around on us a little <laughs> bit here. Uh, yeah, it we, was uh, supposed to be a home game. It was supposed to be 6 o'clock, six I think o'clock it was. 6 o'clock on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, now Old Colony is hitting the road. Friday night, 7 p.m., uh, the Krugers are traveling to Bristol, Plymouth in Taunton uh, for a uh, game under the lights. It's always fun to play under the lights. I mean, yeah, I know man. they enjoy their Saturday afternoon games, but it's always a little extra special when uh, yep. you're coming out there. It's kind of dark. You're out on the lit field. And, yeah, all, uh, and all eyes are on you there under, the, under those bright, bright feel lights. It's got um, but boy, I mean, Old Colony opened the year with a loss to Sacred Heart, and they've uh, won three straight games. I mean, I was talking about surprise players earlier. They're probably the surprise team thus far. I mean, we knew that they lost a lot to graduation, a couple of record-breaking players in, uh, in uh, Baker and uh, Murphy, and mm-hmm. uh, 
They seem to have uh, just kind of uh, restocked and reloaded here, and uh, the defense has been playing well, and uh, the offense has been doing uh, just a little bit more than enough. Yep, and uh, this past week it was Jared Gagne uh, on offense. Uh, the kid had 29 carries for 194 yards, and he scored uh, two touchdown runs, um, especially in that first quarter. And then later on, him and uh, Brad Plissy ended up uh, – Connecting on a 13-yard scoring strike as well, so you know. And he let him in tackles. Yeah, I mean, this I think kid, he had a sack too. He did yeah, a little, he was, little bit of everything. They have a lot of guys like that. Plus, he's another guy who kind yeah. of does, dabbles in everything, throws touchdown passes, catches them, runs the ball. They, they got a lot of uh, versatile guys, a lot of Swiss Army knives there. And it's it's interesting because I know coming into the year we kept saying like the defense, the defense, the defense, but the offense. I mean, the defense has been solid, really solid and strong and led them, but the, the offense put up 28 this past week. I mean, and that's... They seem to have legitimately gotten better each week. Yes, yes. And, which is a sign of good coaching there So for yeah. Brennan Mendes. And also, I feel like they've also had somebody different, not to say different, but sort of different. Like, Plissy, I think, last week had the big game, you know, yeah, or two we weeks had ago. A three, yeah, three touchdown yeah. game a couple weeks ago. And then Gagne this week. You know, Bumpus has had some yeah. big plays. And, uh, yeah. So they're able to kind of mix it up, and maybe when somebody's having a little bit of a down day, somebody else steps up, or, hey, this guy guys hot tonight or today let's give them the ball and and they've been able to have success there um but they're facing a bristol plymouth team that's uh two and two after opening the year oh and two the craftsmen have won two straight beating tri-county 27 to zero and diamond seven to six um and they've only reached double digits in scoring once all season and that was that that win over uh uh tri-county so this is a bristol plymouth team that um you know has struggled a little bit uh, offensively. And going up against Old Colony's defense, uh, that's going to be a tough challenge. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, I used to when I worked, worked at the Taunton Gazette. Um, I used to cover Bristol Plymouth a lot, and they usually do have decent numbers. You know, of, of kids. So, so you know, I wonder how they kind of match up as far as you know depth and mm-hmm. that kind of thing with Old Colony. Um, but you know, I mean, it looks like there's not too much stopping Old Colony at this point. Offense is you know clicking, defense is staying strong. Haven't really had too many, you know, mishaps on special teams. I want to so. know what the new hashtag is going to be, though, because they're always hashtagging everything. Uh, <laughs> Saturdays are for the boys. So what, what's Friday? I don't know. Friday's for the fellas? Maybe. That's there a good go. one. There, there you go. go. Right there. Hashtag Friday's for the fellas. <laughs> well, uh, uh, once again, that game is Old Colony at Bristol Plymouth, 7 p.m. Hopefully it doesn't change between now and then. <laughs> um, so, uh, But that- if it does... At SE var- underscore varsity on Twitter, we'll have uh, all the updates on uh, if any games get moved or weather interferes or anything. Yep. And, uh, you know, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Facebook. Uh, yep. Facebook, South Coast Varsity MA, Facebook.com slash South Coast Varsity MA. Uh, we're also on Instagram at SC Varsity. We're on Snapchat at SC Varsity. So we try to keep you updated uh, everywhere we are. And uh, you'll be at that big Somerset Berkeley at Old Rochester game. So I'm sure there'll be plenty of updates being sent oh, out. Oh, yeah. Probably some video clips and everything. Yeah. I'll be be there with my phone with the laptop with everything yeah no press it started box. to get a little colder yeah can we talk hot chocolate yet or oh I, I actually last, now. last week i was gonna have hot chocolate and i was at voke and they had clam chowder so i went for a bowl of clam chowder that at halftime it was so good <laughs> but meanwhile i was actually at the new bedford game uh hanging out in the press box with ken hartnett the old editor of the standard times yeah you said he that. was there uh, having a good time watching the game watching mm-hmm. the win so all right. Well, uh, thanks for uh, watching on the Facebook Live. Thanks for listening on the podcast and follow us on all the social medias and enjoy week five of South Coast High School football.